Welcome to Gimcrack Video. How can I help you tonight? Hey, yeah, we're just uh, browsing for something a little different. Well, have you tried our forgotten classics? Is that the one over there under the sign that says Blighted by God? Oh, oh, I found something. Have you seen this before? Ah, never heard of it. Let's grab it. Enjoy your selection. <laughs> you, you, know, you know we're still here, right? Oh. There's, yeah. Like movies, are, I feel like movies are approaching the level of bonkers that I have always desired to see. Yeah, as as more and more people are becoming kind of more independent and just kind of just being able to do their own shit, it's it's refreshing. Uh, I had a joke here for podcasts, and I've I've lost I've lost my notes. Hold on, I had it. <laughs> I had, a, I had I had I had a joke on how I wanted to introduce this podcast specifically. It's All right. gone now. It's in the ether. Um, I probably wrote it down, but that phone is charging three rooms away. Here, how about I just do a canned laugh, and then you could put that, you can <laughs> edit it in later. Hey, everyone, welcome to Found on Shelf, the podcast where uh, we pretend it's better planned and crafted than it actually is. I am <laughs> Patrick, your very tired, exhausted host. And uh, joining me tonight, as always, is Dustin. Dustin, how are you doing this evening? I'm hanging out in the uh, the nice and uh, nice and cool uh, Pacific Northwest. It's not too shabby. Out here. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'm back. All right, okay. are you here? <laughs> are we good? Yeah, we're good. I uh, I adjusted in my chair, and um, I because I. I, I cannot sit normally, so my legs are folded beneath me, uh, like some kind of pr- demonic pretzel. And I, I moved and I snagged the cable to which the yeti is attached, <laughs> and the okay. whole thing toppled toward me. And I saved it. <laughs> However, I did also press the mute button because this is the kind of the operation that we actually run here. And so I was talking for a good two minutes, and then yeah, here you go. Oh no, what happened? And I'm like. Oh, am I? Oh, I'm on mute. Of course, I'm on mute. The, <laughs> I'm just sitting here laughing because I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> yeah, there's there's no weird demonic force interfering with uh, events <laughs> here. Are we having another Jack Frost moment? Yeah. Speaking of demons. So, uh, tonight we are reviewing a, a little-known movie called Low. Now, Low came to my attention sometime in 2013. Um, it's a 2009 movie, and a friend of mine saw a trailer for this movie, and she really liked the movie, and she tried to get me to watch it, and then I didn't for close to 10 years. But we did watch it this week. Um, based solely on two things. One... Um, I hadn't really heard anyone else talk about it, so I thought it was really fair game. And two, this is still mm-hmm. February, and it is it is uh, a month for 
love and romance movies, so I picked oh. this one specifically. Ah, that that does make sense now. I was I was I was actually wondering how in the hell have you ever ever heard of this? Because this, this movie's never, it's never like appeared anywhere in anything I've ever seen, which is just kind of bizarre. Because normally I'll get like at least an inkling, or I've seen a poster, or I saw somebody talk about it. But this is just completely off the radar for me. And so I went out to my friend. I said what, specifically, "Hey, what's that demon movie you tried to get me to watch ten years ago?" <laughs> and she came back with low. And so I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, it's kind of Fausty. It looks like a love story. Let's do it for February. So that's how we got yeah. here. All the right. other movie we we're going to watch next month that was almost this movie is much more penis centric than this one. So <laughs> get excited for that one, Dustin. It's coming at you. <laughs> oh, boy. I cannot wait. What if, if you had to pitch low to someone? In 30 seconds, how would you do it? And by the way, that is low L-O, not low L-O-W. Yeah, and this is such a, it's such a, a bizarre, bizarre movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of how I would tell somebody to watch it. Um, and it would, it would basically, I mean, it's a, it's a story about a guy who, uh, whose girlfriend was abducted by demons and he has to summon another demon to try to, win her back or to try to get her back and it takes you throughout the story of their relationship it's kind of a weird comedy horror drama musical (laughs) it's 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 fucking weird And that's how you that's, know that it's a movie that I suggested. There's my elevator pitch. It's fucking weird. Just go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you did you snag the trailer for this one? Oh, I certainly did. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear the trailer. It might All help right. keep some people with some framing as we go on. Oh, God. Yep. Here we go. Why wasn't she honest with you? She obviously didn't trust you enough with the truth. She was ashamed of it. Or she had an agenda and she knew exactly how to play you. No. All you had was her. And she knew that. No, we worked because we were different. You worked because that's the way she wanted it. She needed a place to hide. You were nothing but a fake mustache. Shut up! Ah! You summoned me for love. I want to see her. So I'll just reach down into the ass of hell and get her for you. She was taken by something, something like you. What's it about? It's about a guy who sells his soul to the devil for knowledge and power. There's nothing to know. Oh yeah? You been there? No. Never. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, the face. Right. This is good stuff. This is the biz, how we operate. I'm a demon. I can do anything. A demon should never entertain the idea that love is the answer to its question. You love me. Yeah, so there you have it. It's 
I mean, even the trailer itself is just kind of uh, all over the place. And just like this movie is, it's, it's very, it's a very interesting movie. It is interesting. I really liked it. Uh, I, I liked it for what it was. I don't know if you did. I did. I actually liked it. <laughs> I liked something you picked, Patrick. Well, you know, it, it does. It, it does, happened. in fact, happen quite. It, it's, it's not often, but it's not. It's not seldom. It's it's it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's yeah. like every it's like every three picks I pick a movie. You go, hey, that was actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a little bit of framing, so people going into this will uh, be able to understand what we're talking about. Uh, Travis Betts is the writer director for this movie. He is an indie filmmaker, and he was pretty active before this film. He had done this is his third movie first one is kind of a horror movie it's called joshua and then the second one is a movie that seems would be i think maybe a little difficult and cloying to watch and it looks like a kind of like a mumblecore movie it's called sunday and the premise of that is um these two lovers just decide they're not going to get out of bed all day okay that appears to be the entire movie (laughs) all right out of that comes this film. This film is called Low, and it was inspired by uh, a Czech adaptation of Faust. By um, I am not going to be able to say this man's name. <laughs> it's Jan. It's um, Jan Vjom. Uh, Jan Svan. You know what? I'm a. I'm a. I'm what you'd call. Um, uncultured <laughs> but uh it's it's a 1994 check adaptation of faust and it is um animated so mm. he saw this and he was like you know you know one person could probably do a lot with just the story with it reimagining of the story of faust so this film is made in one apartment it was shot over three days the cast is a total of ten of eight people in total, and right. it is kind of like. Are you familiar with a black box theater? No. Okay, so it's like it's like a, a small performance space where everything is painted black, so that you can like you make better use of the space around oh, okay, your yeah, imagination. Yeah. And that's what this film is. They mm-hmm. they basically blacked out an apartment, and the players come on and off very much like a stage play. But the story mm-hmm. is a dude encountering demons. Right. And so that is the movie we are talking about. It is about eight people in a room for three days, completely blacked out, shot like a stage play in which a dude is talking to uh, an assortment of demons in like heavy, heavy makeup. And it's, it's actually really cool makeup. Uh, I think it's a, uh, mm-hmm. It's fun. It's it's it, it's it's a little pretentious, but it's it's not entirely pretentious because it is got a lot of like horror comedy elements to it as well. Yeah, the tone of it was kind of all over the place, which yeah. is which I didn't I didn't mind, but I could see where it's it could be kind of polarizing mm-hmm. um, to a lot of people because it's it's it doesn't doesn't stay in one one path. No, it's but, it's um, that's a little chaotic. Yeah, and and like you said, it's I mean I mean it literally starts with the dude in the dark in the completely blacked out room like you don't get anything 
any foreshadowing before it. It's just him sitting in the middle of a pentagram lighting candles. <laughs> and that's just how we start. So I was like, okay, I had zero idea what to expect with this movie. I didn't look up a single thing about it. I wasn't sure if I was watching a horror, a comedy, uh, a serious movie. I didn't know what I was in for. So it was kind of fun to just completely go into this blind. Yeah. And it's, it's great because it's actually a little bit of all of those things. Yeah. I guess if you would have told me what to expect, I wouldn't have expected it, what I saw. <laughs> it was just like, what the hell? So uh, Ward Roberts is playing our hero, Justin, and the movie does in fact, just kind of open on him in a circle, just kind of finishing drawing the circle, lighting the candles, pulling out a grimoire, uh, and then beginning a spell. And I'd say, I think that's like, like, like three or five minutes of just that. Yeah, it was pretty solid. And just, you know, uh, painting different markings on the ground, flipping through this book that kind of looks like the Necromonicon with a little eyeball on the front of it. Just looking through pages of that going, okay, and drawing that. So you see like, you know, what he's supposed to be doing and then he's actually doing it, which, you know, is a great way to, to, to set the scene. I, I liked, I really liked the way the whole first intro was just kind of framed. It was very quiet. Wasn't much going on. It was just happening. Basically. So uh, you're flipping through and what, what he, what you find out is he's trying to summon the demon low L O. Now, is there, in, is there any historical reference to that name low? No, I think it's just like a, like a, um, obfuscation of love. Gotcha. Or corruption yeah, of love. I wasn't sure if that was a, an actual thing or if it was just a made up thing. Uh, no, there's no like demonology in this movie that I've ever heard. So I, I think it's basically just like playing fast and loose with stuff, which is better for this. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like the demon G's, the demon low. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. That was, hey, geez was an interesting guy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get the G's. So, so yeah. And it, um, yeah, he's kind of doing this for a little while, and then um, he starts chanting, and he gets to the page that shows him having to cut his hand. Mm -hmm. And so he does that, cuts his hand, and he drips the blood on the little eyeball on the floor. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then yeah, he just starts, you know, start hear some screaming, and then you see this weird little creature just coming, like crawling out uh, and of the darkness. Is, it is our our demon Lo who's just crawling, oh. and it's. Really, really well done makeup. Yeah. So a couple things. One, I really hate it when they do this this spell where they're like 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 they they need blood, so what they do is they slowly drag a knife across the palm of your hand because they're like there's like a lot of nerve endings and tendings there. Like there's other <laughs> yeah. places you could cut yourself to get blood where you're not going to potentially fuck up your hand for the rest of your life. Like, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of the hand cutting personally. I mean, I can watch a lot of horror and gory shit, but just some stabbing and cutting hands and feet and stuff like that. I'm just not a big fan of it. But it was for the. I mean, it made sense later on why it had to be done that way. Uh, it's also true. You're you are right. So let's talk about Low. Is interesting. He's got like, like, like kind of like a gray pallor, and he's got like, like crushed zombie noseless face. It's it's kind of uh, kind of like almost like the Grinch, yeah. In a way, and he's covered because <laughs> he's covered in hair. Really cool, really well done uh, work on that guy. I'd have to say, and that's why I said when I first saw it, it kind of reminded me of a. Uh, it reminded me of Christmas with Cookie, whereas 
all the prosthetics and all the stuff went into doing Cookie, and it felt like all the prosthetic and works were put into doing these demons, and it it paid off. Like I don't know who designed them, but they did a hell of a job. And it probably worked out that he was just crawling and didn't have to. Or it was crawling, I should say. <laughs> so he he introduces himself as like, uh, and uh, as most demons, he's going to be antagonistic, and it's it's point. The rules of the game are pointed out as like. Uh, the circle that Justin is in is his protection. The spell is a spell which uh, conjures the demon low and binds him into a contract where he is required to fulfill a request. But if Justin were to step outside the circle, the demon low could then harm him. Who And he has made it very clear um, that he would like to have Justin for dinner because that is what he has renamed Justin. <laughs> dinner. <laughs> that was... That was great, yeah. And I, I had to clip it when he's when he first walked in here. Hang on here. Now clean the shit from your pants and tell me what you want. <laughs> when that line came about, I was like, "Oh, oh what? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's where is this movie heading? Is this, is this what?" <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and then he says, no, your name's not Justin. I'm going to call you dinner because I'm going to eat you and just all this stuff. And, <laughs> and there, there was two kind of back-to-back lines. There's a the clean your shit, and then there was the... Uh, Where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> I love the nonchalantness of the demon, just like, yeah, whatever, I'm here. It's, it's whatever. Like, I'm it's been man. through this a few times before, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of plays into our, uh, you know, um, the, the kind of weird framing of the story to whereas, you know, the, the main plot is going to be the low, but it's also this other story going on in the background. But like you mentioned earlier, the other the other story about Justin and uh, April uh, are all played out like a, a theatrical play. Right, because the, what Blow will do will, is to conjure the memories and the memories like shy literally it's a hate place on a stage in front of them for them to see. And it's like acted out against poorly designed, not poorly designed, but like purposely cheaply designed sets. So you can see how oh, this is clearly supposed to be like a play. Yeah. It's like a, it's like any kind of uh, cheap community theater. Exactly. <laughs> Just watching a play there. Um, yeah, and that's where we first get to meet Heidi. Or, or I keep saying Heidi. It's, April. It's definitely not Heidi. That's tool time. No. This is April. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's important that it's April because in the flashback when Justin meets April, April just descends on du- dust on Justin. Dustin, Justin. Um, the too many, too many <laughs> Dustin and Heidi. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Here? So April just kind of like bumps into him at a restaurant and then just starts eating his food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he asks her her name and she's and she like panics and she comes up with April clearly on the spot. That is clearly not her name. Right. Um, yeah. She's just like uh, Jennifer March. April. April. And my name's April. Like, but the reason that he has summoned low is like we're and the reason that he's reliving his memories and going back is that prior to the events of the movie, it's it's revealed backstory that um just the love of Justin's life is this woman named April. And in the middle of the night, a demon woke them up and drug her to hell, but not before it nearly killed him and left huge claw scars across his body. Right. So 
He has conjured low from a book of spells that April inexplicably had and told him to burn um, in order to uh, to strike a bargain with him and get her get low to to drag her back from hell and give her to him so that they can you know live their life and their romance forever. So that's yeah. very Orpheus like, and that's where we're at. Yeah, it's it's weird how kind of deep this movie went and mm-hmm. then how silly this movie went at the same time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I personally liked it, but uh, again, I could see why others didn't, but I I personally kind of enjoyed the the bizarreness of it. Yeah, cuz like like to to demonstrate his power, Lo conjures up a green little gremlin demon and then <laughs> and then with a flick of Lo's wrist explodes this other demon's head. Yeah, so. just to show. Mm-hmm. So, like this, this, this is <laughs> this is a very specific mode in that it is for people who are who like kind of occulty horror comedy things, but are not um, put off by drastic tonal changes. Where you can have a deep story with really silly humor, with really gross effects, and and it's just all kind of like put together in a blender. Yeah, yeah, very very strange. Um, but again, very interesting. I, I mean, it's a completely a, a original to do uh, some of this stuff. I, I thought it was, it, was, it was kind of a bold and interesting decision, but I, I enjoyed it. And yeah, and so so as he's sitting there eating at the, the table, she's got like this giant suitcase, briefcase looking thing with her. And she like slams it down on the table and, and he asks her what's in the suitcase. And she says it's a book and he just starts crying. And it was just kind of weird. And then it was like, in the scene. Oh, and also during this, during these uh, uh, kind of community theater scenes, there is the, uh, I believe it's the the comedy and tragedy faces on the on the red curtains, but it's actually people's faces painted gold. It's very <laughs> mighty Boosh. I don't know if you've seen like the yeah. mighty Boosh, where like uh-huh. the moon has is like a face, yeah. And then so uh, so Lowe summons up another demon to come and talk to Justin, and apparently this is the demon that that took her and slashed him open. And he's an interesting guy. He comes out and his eyeballs are like dangling down. He's got a swastika on his armband. <laughs> he's got a triceratops and, head with like a beak. Yeah. Another really kind of cool design with it. And, um, and Justin wants to try to, uh, try to control him as well. And he comes back with a great line here. I had to clip that one for you. You summoned low. Then I'll summon you. You can't summon two demons at once. It's like trying to fuck two chicks at the same time with one dick. I love it. <laughs> and this is the demon G's and yeah, yeah his name G's. <laughs> so yeah, uh, G's was a very very interesting character that uh, that popped in. Um, because after he introduces himself and says this line about trying to, you can't summon two demons at once, and this this and that. He says he knows how he knows who April is, and then he goes into a song about her. You were born out of man's greed and Demon doesn't know what her heart is good for. Demon so yeah, that was his his demon girl song, which was like a fifties high school rock ballad. <laughs> that's the only way I can really explain it. Yeah, and it's the origin of April as a demon. 
Yeah. So what 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 he's revealing here is the reason that April seems like she was on the run and seemed like she made up her own name and had a book of spells and was dragged from their bed by a demon by a demon to actual hell for no apparent reason is that De- April is in fact not a human, but is in fact a demon who specifically was made from like the heart of men for like 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 the like the heart of like human desire and is a destroyer of people and one of hell's top demons and has been raining carnage down on humankind for millennia but for whatever reason wanted to escape that or change their mind in some capacity and decided to to flee and live a human life as a human and uh, yeah and that didn't go over well especially because they stole a spell book when they did that and so um that is the reason that she was struck back to hell <laughs> yeah so you know boy meets girl girl turns out to be demon uh, another demon steals her and uh yeah and that was uh <laughs> but but justin is convinced that uh at this point that it is a it is all a trick that the demons are playing on him especially that low is like trying to trick him into believing this so he you know does whatever because you know demons are known to be playing tricks on people so you know he's like how could it be how could she fall in love with me if she's really this evil <laughs> And and I know I had a lot of clips back to back here, but um, I <laughs> I think this is this one is definitely uh, worthy of it. Hold on, I think this is it. Here. See, it happens all the time. She gets restless. She doesn't understand why no one else does. She calls in the middle of the night. I don't know why I feel this way. What am I supposed to tell her? I don't know why she feels this way. In one minute she's the killer. I'll kill her. And then the next, she's a fucking mess. <laughs> I love Lowe's delivery on everything. On everything. <laughs> yeah, Lowe's great. Well, Lowe's being played um, by Jeremiah Burkett, who is like a professional actor. He's been a, a ton of stuff. He's a, he's, he, was a, he was a Sugar Ray in L.A. Confidential. Um, he's, uh, he was a reporter in Evan Almighty. He's... I don't. I don't know if you remember the miniseries "The Tenth Kingdom" from the early two thousands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was a uh, Bluebell the Bridge Troll, and um, all right. But like, just being able to say that someone was in the Tenth Kingdom at all is <laughs> is funny. Uh, apparently, he was in Lucifer. I didn't watch Lucifer for reasons that because it was a, okay. Lucifer is supposed to be an adaptation of the comic book Lucifer, which is a spinoff of. Um, the Sandman, and so in the comic book Lucifer, which is kind of an examination of like free will and determinism, the devil has given up his role as king of hell and is operating a nightclub. All right. Um, and the movie is a police. The TV show is a police procedural in which he <laughs> solves crimes. Uh, and I hate it. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> but a lot of people really, really liked Lucifer. And he's in it as Lee, uh, Lee Garner. I, I don't know the character. All right. Interesting. Yeah, he's, he's, he, was, he was really nailing this role. It was great. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, so, I mean, this is kind of like a, 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 you know, a thing that happens a, a lot in these types of movies. So, you know, now Justin tries to mock Lowe saying, you're not powerful enough to bring her back. And, 
um you know and this and he's like you can't you can't kill me and you know blah 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 and then he like force chokes him right <laughs> low like just force chokes him right through the pentagram saying that even though he can't kill him he could still like what bring up yeah, make it feel pain and bring all his desire down on him or something like that. And then Lo just takes off and just like slithers away or crawls away or whatever he does. Yeah, and, well, it's it's revealed through discussions that the reason Lo is crawling is his legs were crushed. Yeah. For helping April. And, and another weird scene. So so Lo, Lo comes back. Oh, no, wait. No, this is when... Uh, Justin is uh, sitting alone by himself and he hears he's he's like hearing his own thoughts in his head and they start like rattling off and they start talking to him. And then the little cut on his hand actually starts talking to him, <laughs> which reminded me a little evil deadish kind of. And it was like <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was just start talking to him and he just punches his hand as hard as he can and of course hurts himself some more. And so Lowe comes back smoking a cigarette. He's like, where'd you go? And he goes, I just went to go grab some cigarettes. <laughs> like, what do you expect me to do? Yeah, it, it is It is. It is explicitly fit, uh, written as like a stage play. People enter and exit to allow for other monologues and stuff to happen. But it's done really fun. And like you get, you get, like you get that, that little thing, like I just needed a smoke. What, what else did you expect? <laughs> and he's like, demon would... smoke? It's like, do we do whatever the fuck we want? <laughs> I would totally watch a theatrical production of this show. I would too, actually. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Uh, that, that'll be our, that'll, that'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on the screenplay for the, yeah, not the screenplay, we'll work on the, uh, the script for the, uh, <laughs> for low, the Broadway run. <laughs> I think it could work. Um, so yeah, when Lowe comes back from his cigarettes, he also brings back, uh, two, um, other, uh, well, not demons, just two other people that are stuck in hell that are done in a weird way where it's just like kind of two silhouettes behind this red curtain almost, but they're like pressing up against it so you can see outlines and body shapes and stuff. It's a shadow play. Yeah. And they're explaining what they go through hell, which is, which was got to be pretty graphic in odd ways. <laughs> Did you snag that? <laughs> I did not snag this one, but it was it was going on for quite a while. But some of it was uh, they were they were, they get uh, they lay down on uh, cheese graters while creatures grab their arms and legs with their mouth and just starts grating them back and forth, and then they have their eyeballs ripped out and pissed in and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's it gets pretty dark. Very Hieronymus Bosch. And then they want Justin to help them too. And he's like, no, I'm not helping you guys. I'm, I'm just here for April and April's all I want. So I'm, and it's like, you're, you're getting. And the dude that's burning in hell is like, I like, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. She's and the girl's like, Oh, you know, I can do things for you. Blah, blah. And the guy's like, like I'll so do can I too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just get me out of here. Um, so yeah, and these are all just kind of temptations that the demons kind of throwing at him to mm-hmm. try to get him to change his mind about April. So I'm I'm kind of seeing this theme going, and and now you're kind of kind of questioning, you know, is 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 she really a demon, or are they just kind of messing with him and making you think she is? But then, yeah, I, I don't know if if uh, if we should reveal the actual twist or not. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I want to say, when did you <laughs> figure it out? 
Because it was, not, I don't know if it was exactly around here, but definitely before, before, well before the end, I'm like, oh, I've got it. Yeah, I had a feeling, um, actually pretty much during this scene, with the Christmas present scene, I was kind of like, uh, what, I wonder. But it was still a, a fun little little twist or any there. So, uh, yeah, they, they do the Christmas scene, which is um, they do a flashback to to you know to show different periods of their relationship and strengthen the audience appreciation for um, Justin's relationship with April, and that is, you know, their first Christmas together. And so, you know, he goes out of his way to get her like a crazy book, which is like a 16th century re- re- a printing of Faust. And mm-hmm. then, then she doesn't get him anything. She doesn't know that, um, you know, Christmas requires presents. So instead she ha- she gives him the spell book that she has stolen right. from hell and also tells him, uh, never to open it. And if she, in the day she disappears to burn it, and it's not an yeah. if it's a when I'm gone, burn it. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm gone, burn it. Yeah, and she, he says why, and he goes, oh, it's full of my past. And I think that was kind of when I was like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. I see where we're going here. But then it flashes, and it goes back to Lowe talking to Justin, and he's like, no, you know, it was it was uh, April lied to you. Or no, was he talking to his hand? I don't remember at this point. It was got it got kind of weird here. So there's a couple <laughs> things going on. What we, what we find out is the longer he has the spell open, the the – and is able and is communicating with low the more the the mat the cost of the magic takes a toll on him and he's going he's being driven to madness by keeping the spell open this long he needs to recite an incantation of closing in the spell break the circle and get out but he, mm-hmm. he won't because he's hellbound on getting to april right yeah and that's his kind of and the, the the demon guy keeps trying to convince him, hey, you need to leave, and he keeps going, nope. Yeah, he's like, nope. like, like, you don't even know April. You know, how do you know you're gonna? You really love her? It's like because I love her. It's like, but you, you, what do you know? She's done. She's a murderer. She's a demon. And uh, it, it, he actually like, like April's a murderer. April's a demon. He says, it's, it's like they don't even look the way you think they do. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, she, yeah, she, he says something about like she and her specifically and it's really cool because logos well no that's a human cage talking about gender so yeah like like you have to understand like these are demons like fucking the demon g's is a triceratops the demon low is a a weird (laughs) like skull monkey like yeah like this isn't what you think it is this is hell are you really prepared to brave the fires of hell (laughs) Yeah, and then a bartender rolls up. <laughs> yeah, then a bartender rolls up. <laughs> it's like, and I, I know it sounds like I'm jumping from like one movie to another, but no, a bartender just rolls on up and starts mixing a drink. Yeah, and he keeps keeps tempting him with a drink and tempting him like, "You want a drink? You want a drink?" And it's again, it's more temptations, and he's like, "All I want is April. All I want is April." And then the bartender goes, "Fine, I'll make a drink and I'll call it April." <laughs> and anyway, he makes a drink and then and and he he, he pushes it into the circle and looks yes, like and a fantastic song or just a little dance routine with some music playing in the background while he's making the drink. It's a very elaborate number to make this drink. Like Tom Cruise yes. and Cocktail would be proud. It was it was very fancy. 
<laughs> and then uh, Lowe's like, well, it's a magic drink. You drink it so you can walk through the fires of hell to go find April. And uh, so he does like an idiot. Right. <laughs> and it turns out, believe it or not, listeners, the demon lied and it's poison and it's going to kill him. Yeah. And it, the geez, the Nazi devil shows up and says, you fell, you fell for the old drink the poison and walk through the gates of hell bit. <laughs> it's the oldest bit in the book. Yeah. Yeah. But then Justin kind of confronts him and gets back to him and says that, you know, the reason that the that G's can't understand it is because he's incapable of love. And that's something he'll never understand. And as powerful as he is, this is one thing that he'll never get. But uh, G's keeps trying to convince him like, hey, you you need to like in the spell. Just close the spell, go to send a us back, go to a hospital. Yeah. And just just get on out of here. And he just refuses. He's like, nope, got to save April. Got to find April. And so Jesus takes off and then he's stuck talking to his, his cut hand again and his hand, <laughs> him and his hand are having another little argument about things. Yeah. And at this point he's resolved to just cut the hand off. <laughs> and, and low pops in like laughing at him, like, you know, why are you cutting this? But then, uh, Justin, uh, reveals that the reason he summoned low was because the page was bookmarked of all the pages in this book. This one was particularly bookmarked. And he wants, he's like, why was this page bookmark? What happened? And and then he, then we, we get to really see what happens because he conjures up his own memory of, uh, April just waking up and screaming. And he's like, you should see a doctor about this. Cause you know, you're having too many night terrors and blah, blah. And you're talking in your sleep. And, and she's like, Oh my, I'm talking in my sleep. What am I saying? And, and he's like, you just keep saying how sorry you are. And it was kind of like, Oh, Okay. And then she goes, please don't tell me you smell anything. And he's like, I smell sulfur. Mm-hmm. And then you see the demon G's come in and attack them. And yeah. uh, uh, he scratches Justin. And they, then and, um, and April and G's have an all-out knockdown drag-out fight. And then uh, April realizes... It's a weird force battle. <laughs> yeah. And also swords and hatchets. But Yeah, but she does this really weird and kind of cool thing where she like, turns her hand into this sticky rubber thingy and then wraps it over his face. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was kind of like using her flesh as a weapon. And yeah. um, then what happens after that is um, she realizes Justin's going to die. So she's like, well, look, I'll go back with you if you uh, let Justin live. And he's like, okay. Grab right. the spell book because a big part of this is that she has stolen that spell book. But she grabs the box the book is in. The book is now in the box is now Faust, and Justin secretly has the actual spell book. Yeah. Yes, and that's that's what actually happened, right? And then it goes back to Justin and Low talking, and he's and Justin starts getting some balls on him, and he's like, "The demons are just are just jealous." <laughs> and then they just yeah, he's he's like, "You've been fucking with me all night." Yeah, go get me, April. <laughs> Which I like another. I have another two two clips back to back here, but when they were laughing, I had I'm going to save this clip for future references too, just because it's great. Now that shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that this shit was funny. And then, and then, yeah, like you said, Justin kind of uh, grows a pair and starts talking to Low. And this is the clip that he said. Demon Low! Scour the depths of hell. Find my girl. Sit her right down in front of me. And 
fuck off. Yeah, I was Justin getting serious there. Okay, so we're 40 minutes in. This is probably going to be yeah, not like, like not a super short episode, but probably not longer than an hour. So let's say this now. We're right at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, if if this sounds like something you'd like, it's it really is a fun little movie. I think it's got some some interesting points. I think it's got some deep stuff. I think it's fun. I think it's original. I think you should watch it. Yes. If you want to, stop listening now and go watch it. Yes, because this is kind. Because usually we don't stop short of a of a of a of a ending of a movie because we're talking about movies that are, you know, thirty forty years old, but they're also fairly well known movies to some at least compared to low. This is a this is a harder movie to to track down or to be aware of. It's not difficult to go watch. You can you can find this movie to watch, but to but to hear people talking about it, I don't hear a lot of it. So. There's a twist ending coming now. If you would like to not know what that is and experience the movie, please go do it. Um, all right. Now is your time. Yeah, this was streaming on Netflix for a little while, apparently. Yeah, that's actually why uh, why, why my friend knew about it, because it's like back when Netflix was just had everything on it, and this was streaming pretty significantly there. And then, yeah. you know, it, it as things do, it's worked its way out of um, easy availability and and therefore out of like the public mind, but it's, it's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, I did. So we can talk about the ending now. Uh, this is your absolute last chance to just, you know, pause this podcast, go find a copy, watch it, then come back and listen to us <laughs> because we got to finish this bitch. Okay. So April goes back up and April crawls into the circle. Yes. And like and that, into the circle and says, this is a strange place to pick up girls. Yeah, it's cute. It's also obvious at this point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, cause, so what we are about to find out. So April has this very touching moment with him. She's like, she's, she's, she's there. And she's, she's, you know, she, she sees that he, uh, he really loves her and she still cares for him, but she's like, this is not, what's going to happen. I can't change anything. I'm stuck here. This is not a place for you. You have to leave. I love you too much to have you stay here. Yeah. And then she like has him turn a page and then recite some words. And then she can, she like, you know, moves her hand through the circle and gives him a kiss. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, she it's goes really to, touching. and then she goes to, uh, turn around and, uh, kind of crawl away and he realizes it at this point lo and behold <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what what we find out the enti- entire time is that april was the demon low right it's good good twist mm-hmm. um I, I i i liked it i mean even though i kind of had a feeling it was coming I yeah didn't, i wasn't 100 percent sure because i thought there was a lot of you know demon messing with his mind stuff so maybe that, but yeah, and it's, it's, no. it's, I don't think it ruins the movie because it's definitely not like it's not a thriller that's like focused on it being a twist. It is just a twist of the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was, I mean, then he, he kind of, next thing you know, he's taken down the plywood in his, in his apartment that he used and he grabs a bunch of lighter fluid and burns, burns. the book. And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. And just, what a weird 
What a weird movie. It was, <laughs> I watched it and I was like, huh, all right. It was, yeah, it was, I, it, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, that is, I, that I, is it's kind of my thespy too. I really liked it, but huh, it was probably about the answer. <laughs> um, yeah, and when I looked up the trailer, there was uh, there was some a lot of comments on the trailer of people that I guess thought that the director was like making his own comments on the trailer or something like that. <laughs> it was very it was very weird. Let me see if I could dig it up because there was a lot of uh, people thinking he was. Yeah, here it was. Um, this was Travis's quote from the trailer itself. I am the filmmaker, and this is from nine years ago. I am the filmmaker, and I can assure you that my crew has nothing to do with the positive ratings. I am very against in-house shilling. This movie is very polarizing. Love it or hate it. We made a unique movie that some embrace and others aren't interested in. I say you give it a shot. It's streaming on Netflix, again, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you like patient movies that deal with characters and dialogue, you might enjoy it. Yeah, I mean that that is a caveat. Like if you if you don't have patience for movies that are entirely dialogue, this is not the movie for you. But I think more people are open to that than they think they are because Clerks is super popular and I mean nothing happens in Clerks. Yeah, I think if you make it interesting enough, then you can do that. Yeah, The and Breakfast Club, was... Empire Records. And again with the movies that that stay within their within their budget within their frame of mind they you they know they couldn't go out and like shoot all this stuff on scene they know they couldn't like shoot in hell they couldn't like you know go and film at a restaurant so why not do this approach which works it's it's and it's it's not it's not like watching my dinner where with andre where you're trying to beat your head against the door three minutes in (laughs) <laughs> I still have never watched it and I never really want to. Uh don't. It's like is it, okay, so like uh, while uh, Andre's like painted as being in the right, but he's not. Cuz the movie's like Wallace Shawn is like I've been over here trying to make money and survive and and Andre's been out there experiencing art and I'm like but like the the way he's describing things is like Andre's just fucking off. Like, like he's over there. Like we all took drugs and had this like amazing experience. Like, it, like it's very pretentious, yuppie stuff that he's describing. Yeah. It's like you know we had this art collective that we all lived in, and I'm like, that's great. You know, if you have the <laughs> means to go live in an art collective, yeah. Like, it's 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 a it's it's the kind of art you could pursue if you if you were like grew up in a very affluent. Uh, family and not everyone can do that so the, the movie is just endlessly frustrating but yeah. the video game in the simpsons now that <laughs> but yeah but low uh i think i i personally think that low works yeah low it's, definitely works it was it was it was well done um kind of disappointed the guy's hasn't really done a, a hell of a lot lately yeah, i think he he has could. not so travis betts after making low uh he did make a movie called the dead inside which is uh you know another movie that deals with like demons and zombies and stuff it's kind of interesting and um the woman who played um uh, april sarah lasses she is also the lead actress in this film but it's another one where it's like like just two people in the whole thing <laughs> this is the kind of his thing yeah. it's kind of his thing so he's he did do some episodes of a tv show called paper cuts i've seen he's done a lot of shorts he did shorts for like abc's of death 
He's got a, he does have something coming out in post-production called Little Graves, but it's also a movie that has uh, one star, Travis Betts. So I don't know how, but it's it's an hour and 31 minutes, it says, according to, on IMDb. So I don't know if it's really a one-man show or if there's just not a lot of other people credited to it. Because, uh, like, 90 minutes for one person is kind of tricky to pull off in a way that would be engaging. Um, so there's that he has not, he's not very active on social media. He did write a book last year, uh, called everyday monsters and it's available on, uh, you can purchase it on Amazon. It's also on Kindle unlimited. Derek Stabbers wants revenge. He's been planning to get it ever since his parents were convicted of the brutal murders of several neighbors. The state blamed mental illness. Derek blames monsters. Paxton Hellwood wants to be left alone. She's barely made it out of the house in the hundred years since she was reborn from the dead, and that's just fine by her. She'll take the comfortable embrace of the couch over human interaction any day. After a series of violent misfortune, Paxton's incorporeal form becomes stuck inside Derek, forcing the two enemies to begrudgingly share a body together as one and embark on a hilarious and poignant journey. So that sounds like (laughs) something that would come from the person who wrote Low. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd like to see, uh, more kind of, uh, I guess almost deeper, uh, horror stuff. Some of the things that kind of, you know, aren't just mm-hmm. super flashy, gory stuff everywhere. I like that stuff too. Don't get me wrong, but I, I do like to see this kind of flip side to it on the other side. So, and I'm also a sucker for like a cult and for comedy. So both of those things intersect really well here. Dustin, I, um, uh, I have a question. In a way, I brought you here to offer you a job. You think you can do it better, so here's your chance. If you could change three things about this movie, what would they be? So this this was a really, really hard one for me. Because I, I think if you change anything, mm-hmm. any little thing in this movie, you fundamentally change the entire movie. You do. That's true. Because it's it's it was done on such kind of a small scale that everything ripples out and has an effect. So... I had to kind of think about it. And since I, I personally really enjoyed this movie, I had to think about it from what would be done on a, a more of a, uh, to make it more appealing to a mainstream audience. Uh, so I was taking that kind of approach to thinking, what would I change to make it so more people would enjoy it? Um, I think in possibly you could, you would have to like maybe pick a tone and stick with it. You either go a little bit more serious or you go a little bit more silly and uh, try not to crisscross the two of them. Again, personally, I like when they mix it up a little bit, but I think if you were to get a more of a more of a mainstream audience, more more people to watch this, uh, you'd want to kind of stay on one of those paths. But I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of cheating on this one because it's things I wouldn't change, but I, I could see why other people would change it. Yeah, that's good, right? Um, this is good. either this is another either or one. Uh, you either get rid of the Demon Girl song or you add in an extra song or two. I think well, there was going to be another song. Problem. There was going to okay. be another song, remember? Uh, but uh, he didn't have the rhythm section worked out, so he just didn't <laughs> right. get to hear it. <laughs> yes, he had a, a song about love. He yeah. had a song, but you don't get to hear it. Um, so, yeah, I think there there should have been at least one more song or no songs at all. I think uh, you, mm-hmm. you got to have you got to have two songs to really fill in the void there. Uh, and then I think the 
the third thing I would change there during that fight scene with uh, with April and the and the G's, there was some cool things that happened there, and they were so brief and never brought up again. Uh, like the the weird kind of body horror stretchy hand thingy over the face, mm-hmm. and and then she did this move that was just right after that where she like did like the finger guns up to his head and just blew him out. And he just like recoiled back like he was being shot. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Those were cool. And I'm like, Ooh, I kind of wanted to see, I wanted to see more of that, more kind of demon interactions with other, other things. Cause it was usually just one person alone by themselves. And I like to see kind of more stuff like that. So I think, um, you know, if it went with either more of a serious tone or more silly, and then had a couple of demon songs in there yeah, <laughs> and some more body horror, stretchy mind gun shit. I think, uh, I think that would be a little bit more acceptable to a uh, mainstream audience, but uh, I enjoyed this movie for what it was. It's, it is harder. At least it, it isn't talked about as much, but I think it's fun and I think it's good. And I think y'all should check it out because it was, it was, it's different. And that's really kind of what we like to spotlight here. Yeah. And like I said, I've, I've been, you know, uh, I'm usually in some movie circles, I at least hear and see about things. And this was just something that was just not on the radar whatsoever. So I was really, really surprised by this. Demon uh, Low. And yeah. Check it out. Yeah, go watch uh, Low, L-O, uh, wherever the hell you can find it. <laughs> 2009. <laughs> Good luck finding it. But uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll watch it. Well, I, uh, I'd i like to put in some more stuff about Travis, but I, he, he's a little bit hard to track down and find stuff on. I did find his YouTube channel for his uh, production company, Drexelbox, if you do want to check that out. A lot of the videos are old. He's ba- He has basically not updated in like six or seven years, except for a book promo he released last year. So he's, he's still, if this isn't... This isn't like Winter Beast or what is it? The guy just disappeared. No one ever heard from him again. Yep, he's still around, technically. All right. That's good. Good. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good, uh, good day. Know that you're still there, Travis. Make some more movies like this. It was fun. Because you know he's listening to the podcast. I mean, at this point, we're at our second season. Who isn't listening to us, really? Well, you know, it's not like we're not going to just tag his inactive Twitter account. <laughs> I'm going to get an email. What the hell? Who tagged me? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't used Twitter in six years. Who's tagging me? (laughs) We're still fans. We're still fans. You've got fans (laughs) out here. Well, that about does it for this episode of Found on Shelf. If you like what we do here, please uh, subscribe, like, review. Reviews help immensely. Uh, You can find us uh, anywhere social media is at Found on Shelf Pod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Gmail, if you want to drop us a line and suggest movies that maybe that you've heard of, but maybe you haven't heard people talk about, we'll definitely want to listen to them, watch them and talk about it. So uh, let us know, drop us a line, and uh, we are here every other week. Tune in next time. we got some cool stuff popping up here soon. bartender music and i think i'm gonna put that on my phone and anytime i go to a bar and order a drink i'm just gonna play it while the bartender's <laughs> making <laughs> god they'll hate you it's perfect <laughs> i'll order like the most complicated mojito or something so they have to do it for a little while give me a corpse survivor <laughs> number two <laughs>
Uh, I didn't really understand the bartender, but it was fun. <laughs> I don't know. I def- they definitely were just pulling things out of their ass to be engaging at a certain point, but uh, it was yeah. nice. <laughs> I mean, we do the same, so it's <laughs> I get it.